the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. God created man from the dust of the earth. Our sovereign, all-knowing, all-powerful, infinite God is the only one who could do so. God breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life, and he became a living soul. He created man in his own image to live with him eternally. Then God took one of the ribs from the man and created woman to complement man. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander imparts from the Holy Scriptures the creation of man, woman, and marriage as God ordained it. It's a big fact. I want y'all to, that needs to say, but you need to, did y'all get what I'm saying? Stop. Oh, God, I want a husband. I ain't no man. Hard to find them. Oh, they all around. The Lord has to lead them to, lead them to you. That's right. That's right. You know, and I can say a lot about that, but I better stay on track right here. You know, listen, if you're not ready to submit and you don't want a man telling you what you used to your singleness and you used to getting up when you want, going when you going, stay out as long as you want, got your house, spend, you spend your paycheck and all that kind of stuff. And you don't want nobody asking you where you've been and you don't have, well, here's what we're going to do with the money. And you're so used to having it your way all those years. Listen, you stay yourself single because when you marry, you're going to have to give up those rights and you're going to have to merge. That's right. You're going to have to put yourself under his authority. This is not Draper's theology. It's the scripture theology. You know, what's all the fuss about? It remain, there's nothing wrong with being single as unto the Lord. I want to tell you a little secret. There's a whole lot of folks married who wish they had stayed single. <laughs> oh, they say, oh, God, what I didn't do. Listen, they married her because she's pretty. Or they married, or she married him because he got a little money. Got a nice ride. Got a little education. You're married for the wrong reason. She cute. Listen, that cuteness in time is going to fade away. He's handsome. I like his curly locks. He's going to be like me one day. Don't you dare marry anybody because of outward appearance and God is trying to show you your husband but you so busy looking for Miss Casanova with, with the biceps and the things and all that and inside he is just as corrupt and devilish mean Honoring, disrespectful, but all he got some muscles. It is not God. God told Samuel, "Don't look at the outer appearance. Look at the heart." And that person that you see as ugly, got a pot belly, hair kind of not got a big 
curve in there? And God is saying he is. And no, and you say no, no, he ain't. <laughs> no, no, oh God, oh God, God, I know you gotta feel God, you gotta be, you, you gotta be joking, God. God, come on, God, come God, please, God. He said, Yeah. But he loves you, loves those children, he's gentle, massage those feet. Surprise you with cooked meals. He may not have the looks, but he got the touch. Everything that glitters is not gold. I'm going to get to the men in just a minute. Uh, wives, the only reason for not submitting to your husband it's when he asks you to do something that violates the integrity of Scripture. If he's not getting you to cheat and lie, steal, do something unethical, and to hurt somebody vindictively, then you submit to him. And let me say this too, by the way, because it's real quiet right now. When I say that word submit, you get real quiet. You will never be able to to submit to your husband, ladies, until you first submit to God. Because it is God who, get, who enables you to submit to his glory and to his honor for the glory of almighty God. Now, this is not a popular teaching. Some people hate this kind of teaching, but frankly, I don't care. As long as I'm telling the truth, I've got God on my side. I would have God smiling at me and you mad than have you glad and I'm finna go to God's divine woodshed because I'm scared of what you think. And the church gets weaker. Let me, let me say something, something else too. Wives, should wives earn the same salary as a hubby and make, or make more money than a husband, you're still obligated to submit. It's not based on who makes the most money. That's right. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Listen, when I when we got married first years, I was a school teacher. You know, school teachers barely make anything now, but you know, way back then in the 70s, you know teachers didn't make anything. And my wife works for a law firm. And when I looked at my check, look at Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I didn't get jealous. It's all coming in the same pot. We, with the help of God, we're going to have vision for the Lord's finances as we put it under his divine management. Honey, go for it, baby. Get more raises. More for the Draper's house. I would have listen, I would know that kid. I, my ego, I've never had my ego bruised because my wife made more than me. Man, you got to get over yourself because the truth be told, I'm going to start meddling now. If she got little children and all that, her best place is to be at home anyhow because she's the nurturer, you the provider, according to scripture. Now look how quiet it gets now. Do you realize you, your aim, it should be 
to, to put all your finances under divine management and to be able to pay all your bills on his finances, on his salary. So when you get pregnant or you get sick or you get down or you have twins or triplets or quadruplets and all that stuff and you say, honey, I can't go back to each other. It's too expensive to go to, to a babysitter. Listen, that money can be in the house. Now, you're not going to hear that because you like to conform to the ways of this world. But actually, mamas, I said it, you've heard me say it a number of times, and I'm talking to somebody in here because I have to rivet this truth. Nobody is going to love your child like you. Okay, what you say? I don't care how good that babysitter is. I don't care what the nursery and it's the best in town and I'm paying a thousand dollars. Listen, nobody's going to love your child and treat your child and rear your child like that mama. That baby was conceived in your womb. You had those labor pains. God holds you responsible for being operative in your motherhood. Don't just say amen. Let me tell you something. Submission is the key to a healthy, well-balanced home. Wives should submit to the Lord and their, and their husbands. God will bless a wife who honors the headship of her husbands. As Pastor Rander continues the most beautiful love story ever told from the best resource ever written, he conveys the role of the husband and wife in marriage. Marriages founded upon and lived out according to the word of God are marriages that last till death do us part and set the God-ordained marital foundation for generations to come. Listen as Pastor Rander continues to feed our hearts, minds, and souls with this sacred truth from God's word. Now, look at, look at, look at verse 25. Look at verse 25. It says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church. And gave himself for her. In other words, husband, it's your turn now. Husbands should submit to the Lord and love their wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. The church, by the way, is a she and not a he. The church is the bride. Jesus is the bridegroom. Huh? And we are getting ready for the coming of the Lord, who is the bridegroom. We all, male and female alike, we make up the bride of Christ, the body of Christ. And it's, the text is saying, "You uh, husbands, you should love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for the church. How much did Christ love the church? He died for the church. And man, you're not, you don't really love your wife until you're willing to die for her. That's right. You don't let anybody dog your wife out. That doorbell ring in the middle of the night, you don't say, honey, go, uh, uh, go see who at the door. No, that phone, if that, if, that, if that doorbell rings, I'm getting, I'm not sending Darlene to the door at midnight. I'm the head of the house. I'm going to get up. And you don't know what I got in my house. I don't say everything. Hey, Amen. I'm going to leave you wondering. That's right. That phone ring in the middle of the night. My wife not going to answer that phone. I'm her protector. Sacrificially. I'm going to love her. 
And I'm going to answer that phone. Right now, our garage door, one is broken, the other is not broke. So you know how one will go up and down, but the other is not keep and all that. So I always put myself in position to make sure I lift that door. So she come in, she, she lets me know I'm on the way in. I'm her door opener. I'm her door opener. Wee! She said, I'm on my way. She said, I'm coming through the gate. Honey, come on. Wee! That's right. She ain't gonna struggle. I'm her protector and her provider. And it's my job to sacrificially love her to the point that her submission to me will not be a burden, but a joy. Oh, God. I'm not through with you, man. I know you won't be able to do it. I'm not through yet. You would love your, you know what it means to love your wife, man? It means, uh, uh, it means to, to respect her. And some of you are so disrespectful. So disrespectful. You won't even say thank you after a meal. Even if it's not cooked good. Say thank you. You didn't get in there and make the effort. Huh? I mean, it's, uh, listen, God will honor and bless a man that honors his wife, that respects her, that listens to her from the heart. When she speaks, listen from the heart who provides for her and ministers to her needs. You don't leave her lacking. Headship, man, because you're the, the Bible says you're the head of the house, headship does not mean dictatorship. Did you hear what I said? Headship does not mean dictatorship. It does not mean mistreatment. And it does not mean abuse. I'm the head of this house. Woman, you're going to do what I tell you to do or I'll knock your head off. That is damnable. Damnable. Get out of my face. I ain't talking to you. You, you. Listen, there are a whole lot of women may not go under physical abuse, but they're under verbal abuse. And you do it in front of the children. And daddy, you're teaching your children how to treat his wife in the future. Oh, God, help me. Listen, apart from submission, there will be confusion. If that, listen, if you don't submit as husband and wife, if you don't get the gender confusion straight, <laughs> husband and wife roll straight as God has assigned. Apart from submission in your house, in anybody else's house, there will be nothing but confusion, tension, and strife in the house. Submission is God's order and mandate for the family. Let's do one more and then we'll stop. One more and we'll stop. The God-ordained role for, of, of children and parental responsibilities in the family. This is a big one as well. The God-ordained role uh, of children and parental responsibility in the family. Look at Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. Y'all hanging with me? Are we see, you see how what Satan does? God, God set things one way, and he wants to flip-flop it. And all it does is just mess up everything. Because if Satan can destroy the family, the church, listen, he has the nation Look at Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. It says, children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you children, and you may live long on the earth. Verse 4, and you fathers do not provoke 
which means to irritate or exasperate your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. The Lord. So the question comes now, how do parents provoke their children? How do parents provoke their children? Fathers as well as mothers. By comparing them to each other or other folk children? How come you can't be like Johnny down the street? He's so good, he's standing at yard, he play. How come you can't be how come or how come you can't make A's like your brother? Well, maybe he's not an A student. Huh? Does it help your child to be compared to by another sibling? What profit is that? Does the sibling need to really know what the other child made? You see, you, you provoke your children by treating them unfairly. You, you provoke them by pushing them beyond their ability. I add another one in here. You can provoke your children by trying to live out your life through them. You want them to be what you always wanted to be and couldn't be. Huh? That won't be, you won't see that one up there. God just threw that in. Uh, you provoke your children by constantly hollering, Johnny, Shirley, go, go bring those up here. Just on. Scolding, nagging. You know, you provoke your children by re constantly, habitually reminding them of their past mistakes. Making put down statements. You'll never come to nothing. Do you realize people say words don't hurt? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt. Listen, some of you, even today, you're grown and been grown, and you're still hurt or you're still in recovery from something that your sibling or your mama or your dad or your grandma said years ago. You know, remember my uncle a long time ago, he saw me just laying around on the bed and all that, and then he told my parents, you know, that boy Randy, he ain't, ain't going to come to nothing. He, all he just like to do is just lay around. And then all of a sudden I got up and really got going. And he had to come back. He said, you made me eat my words. And I will never say such a thing like that again. Because you have potential I didn't see. You don't know what's going to become of your child. Don't destroy your child's future with damnable words. They do remember them. Huh? You put, put down statements, name calling. Don't call them stupid, uh, idiots, and all of these things. Call them by their name. Call it. Sometimes you got to be a little firm. Call it. You know, back in the old church, they didn't put, old school, they didn't put up with stuff. My dad sang in the choir, and I'd be a little mischievous as a young kid. And uh, my daddy would put his eyes on me from the choir. And then he would screech them. And then he would do this. And I better stand up. I better be moving. And I better be sitting down. He had moved his hand and he's directed me across the church with his head. That's right. That's right. He just, he just gave head directions. He didn't, you know, he didn't do all that. He didn't do all that. He just did his eyes and heads. That I had respect for him. I didn't fear him, but I had respect. Listen, you get the first shot at raising your children, you better do that first shot right. That's right, because the world is waiting to do to your children what you, sh in, a, in a bad way, 
what you should have done in a right way. Let your children know who's in charge. Your children, the artist, the artist all screwed up. You, the, the child is ruling the house. That's all these options. You know, I, I don't want that. Well, wait till the next meal. You don't want that? Well, see, well, go to bed. This will be waiting on you tomorrow. You give them 15 choices on everything and wonder why they don't appreciate nothing. They eat what's set, what's set before them. That's right. That's right. All these names, Michael Jordan, tennis. Listen, you got J.C. Penis and they knew and they were. Where J.C.? I'm not spending no M.J. You don't know M.J. money? Huh? <laughs> Name calling. Put them down. Being too rigid. I mean hard. Domineering. Manipulative. Controlling. Parents, you provoke your children to wrath when you fail to make proper adjustments and how you deal with them when they begin to grow older. What do you mean? You can't treat a 10-year-old child like a 4-year-old. And you can't treat an 18-year-old like a 10-year-old. And you can't treat a 25-year-old like an 18-year-old. Be willing to make the necessary adjustments to lovingly minister to your child because they eventually get too big to spank. They're going to make a mess. Thank God they're making that mess under your house so you can walk through that, those issues with them. And don't, act, don't come down on them so hard as if you didn't make your own mess when you came. Some of y'all forgot how young you were and how foolish you were, and you made some mess your parents had to clean up. We're so soon to forget. And you children out there, I tell you the truth. You, got, you stand up all you children, 18 and under. If you're 18 and under, stand up and remain standing. Let's give them a big hand. Remain standing. Let me tell y'all something. Y'all look at me, young children. You respect your parents. You honor your parents. You obey them the first time with the right attitude. They tell you to make your room, make your bed, clean your room. Whatever they ask of you, you do it. They're true. I wish I could take you to Africa and some of these places with me where these kids are eating off of garbage dumps, where kids are raising kids because parents have died from AIDS. You're blessed that your parents are not in jail, on drugs, or aborted you. You could, in the, in the society in which we live, you could, your, parent, your mama could have killed you. And yet they had you, and they loved you, and they provided for you. You need to hug them, and love them, and appreciate them, and say thank you. Because you one day, because you're not paying to get in that refrigerator. That's right, that's right. Right there. You're not paying the rent. You're not paying all that stuff. You're not paying the insurance. You in your best days and don't know it because after a while, you pay, you're gonna have to pay your way. Get in your books. Stop worrying about little boyfriend, girls. You don't know what love is. How about I'm in love? You can't define love, can't even spell it. Get in your, fall in love with your books. Get you an education. And be somebody. And I have a seat. Parents, I tried to help you. <laughs> oh, God. In closing, apart from submission,
We are destined for big time trouble. And we live in a society that hates to submit. And as I close, listen, if you don't submit to God and surrender your life to him, you're not going to submit to your husband. You're not going to listen to your boss. You can't submit to the authority on your job. You can't submit to the authority in the church or the authority in, in government because it goes back to your lack of submission to God. When are you going to start walking with God? You're going to start walking with God. And the way to walk with God is through love and through submission. And until you get right with God, make your peace with the Lord Jesus Christ, believe that he died on the cross for you, bled for you, suffered for you, buried for you, rose in resurrection power for you. And until you ask this, God say, Lord, I surrender my will and my rights to you. And I ask you to take over. I've made enough mess in my life to know by now I need you. And I'm coming to you just as I am. Just as I am. And you can't get so down in the dumps and the pits that the grace of God can't see you, where you, see you where you are. Come to your level and pick you up out of the dumps. And put your feet on solid ground again. Somebody here know what I'm talking about. And the same God that delivered me and others in here, when you surrender and say, Lord, here I am as a child, as an adult, as a teenager, as a, as a husband, wife, widow, widower, then you begin to live like God would have you live and walk in righteousness as unto the Lord. Pastor Rander concludes this message by sharing spiritual wisdom regarding the God-ordained role of the husband and wife in marriage, children and parental responsibility in the family, and pastors, bishops, elders, deacons, and women in the church. There is no question that God sanctified marriage. He ordained and blessed it in the beginning. If we desire to experience joy in marriage, we must follow God's lead. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.